Hey Geek fans, today we're talking about news, news, and more news, this episode of The Raving Geeks. Hey Central Michigan University, this is Ben Solis. And I'm Noah Bayshore. And we are The Raving Geeks. We are back after a two-week hiatus. Good, uh, good God. Yeah, we were gone for a little while. The plague uh, took us. I was sick. Noah was sick. It was a bad time. It was a not not a good time. Kelsey, uh, who is with us in spirit always, uh, she has lost her voice completely. So every single one of the, the Raving Geeks is down, but we're back. We're going to talk about things. We missed a lot of stuff. We did, and that's because we missed so much. Like, doing a themed episode right now not only seems counterintuitive, yeah. it, we would be missing the point. Absolutely. I think so, too. So this episode, guys, is dedicated to one thing and one thing only nerd news so noah has a has a huge list and we may only get through some of these things so we're going to continue to kind of just chip away at these little bits of news as we go through but i digress noah what is the biggest news that we are facing right now on your list so first up as you said the biggest news i would say this is for sure the biggest thing that like hit the internet it's heartbreaking news. yeah honestly uh ben affleck has dropped out as the director <sighs> for the batman solo movie why but this is just terrifying yeah like this is like i mean you could say what you will but like this is not a positive thing for the dc movie universe no man and you know you had a universe a movie slate that was just mired in complications from the first three releases to all of the subsequent releases everything we hear about these releases is just that it's chaotic some of these creative differences have driven like a huge wedge between the actual directors and like writers of these scripts and the studio heads and the one ray of hope that we had. Yeah. The one single ray of hope that Honestly, we had though. other than Wonder Woman, which we're hopefully is, is going to be all right. I think it's going to be solid. We'll I, see. I think it will too. But, you know, it just comes back to. To Batfleck. Is Ben Affleck going to be able to execute his Batman movie? Will he be able to direct it? And, you know, you can have all the great directors in the world, but when you have the guy who is not only playing Batman, knows probably the most out of anyone in this cast, probably anyone in this production slate besides Jeff Johns, even the studio heads themselves about, sure. about the nature of the character dropping out from the lead directing role is it's just it's supremely bad. Yeah, it, it hurt me a little bit when they announced it. I'm like, no way this can't be real. Because that, that, that was a big blow, honestly. Yeah. No, it was. And you actually shared it with me first. You tagged me with on Yeah, I was like, Ben, look at this. I, I got to admit, Noah, I got underneath my desk. I cried a little bit. Yeah. I rolled around. It wasn't it wasn't pretty. Memories passed. Memories <laughs> memories lost that I might have had. Yeah, no, it's, just, it's messed up, dude, because the whole time we heard about Affleck saying, I don't want to do it unless we can do it right. I don't want to, you know, have the script go through until it's fixed. And while he remains to be confident about, you know. The project in general. like Because yeah. he did put out that, like, press release with the studio that, like, this decision was for the better of the movie. Yeah, no, it was. So, like, <sighs> but also all that other stuff that he has said in the past. Well, how do, you, how do you trust it at this point? Yeah, true. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what my biggest gripe is, is, you know, yeah, he's going to put this on a pretty face because this is his baby now. For sure. You know, but um, it just goes to show you that, he, that there's either, either we can believe the story that directing it, starring in it, and having that writing, producing role 
would have just been too much. Yeah, I think that I honestly think that was the thing because that, that's so much stuff to to take on. Honestly. Well, it's it's interesting too because his most recent movie, Live by Night. Yeah, you heard about that? It just got creamed. Yeah, creamed by the critics, and you know most of the most of the reviews that I read seemed pretty unreasonable. It goes back to all this like kind of like studio infighting idea of just like. Well, you know, we got a great director and great actor, but he just couldn't bring it all together. You know, uh, I think a lot of people expect certain things from like noir movies, and because noir movies have just been done to death, yeah. Unless if there's anything, nothing new to bring to the table, people are just gonna be like, meh, throw it under the bus. And I feel like that's really what happened here, um, which is unfortunate because Ben Affleck in a crime movie, you know, it's great, <laughs> like the, the dope. Yeah, just give me all the Ben Affleck crime movies. So I still need to see that to kind of give it a thing, but and then it goes back to that. Maybe, maybe that movie suffered because he was just doing too much. Maybe that was. I mean, I honestly think there's a correlation between those two factors for sure. But we'll see, man. You know, I mean, and if that's not the case, if that truly is not the case, then what is like? What's going on? I don't know, man. It's, I mean, I, we want to be optimistic about it, but of also course. we have to take into account like all this other stuff that we're. You know, hearing. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate. But now we have this task of not only completing the movie, getting it to where it needs to be. Now we got to find a freaking director again. Yeah. So I see on here that you got a little bit of a short list. Now, is this your short list or uh, is this what people are saying? This is what this is what the rumor is. I think it was like the Hollywood Reporter or like Variety. They're reporting uh, these guys are on Warner Brothers shortlist and Ben Affleck shortlist to direct mm-hmm. the thing. Uh, some of these guys actually like they sound like they could be really good for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'll just go down the list. We got like Matt Reeves who directed War for the Planet of the Apes. And Matt Reeves is actually a really, really good director. Um, what did Matt Reeves do else? I I'll, I'll look it up. But um, he was he was in line to do another um, superhero movie. Isn't he? Uh, I was trying to remember. I know what you're talking about. Like I heard. Wasn't he gonna do? Wasn't he, he gonna do Dune or something? He or? was gonna do Man of Steel. Man of Steel, yeah. He was one of the guys that they tapped for Man of Steel, and obviously didn't work out. You know, Snyder got the job. Yeah. Um, weird, but yeah, no. I've I've always been a big fan of Matt Reeves, and um, War is the New Planet of the Apes movie, and that looks really. It sweet. looks amazing. Looks really really cool. We kind of had a nerdgasm when we watched the trailer. The trailer, yeah, that was so good. So that's uh, promising. We got Gavin O'Connor. He directed Affleck's recent movie, The Accountant. Cool. It was pretty good. Like, I don't think there was anything like majorly wrong with it. It kind of got, you know, uh, you know, creamed with like the critics and stuff. They weren't digging it, but I thought it was a pretty solid movie and I, I could see him taking on the Batman for sure. And, uh, because there is that rapport between them, that could be very beneficial too. Yeah. They already have that experience, you know, working together. I think, um, I think Ben is really obviously excited to keep working with Chris Terrio because, I mean, they struck so much gold with Argo, you know. Um, that makes sense on why he keeps bringing him back. So, yeah, that's that's a possibility. And obviously he's got, you know, some talent and some chops. The accountant was, you know, it was panned, but it wasn't necessarily creamed by the critics. Yeah. Like, they, it certainly wasn't praise, but, like, it was it was kind of like a, it was like. A middle of the road. It was a middle of the road type of thing, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, this next one's cool. Yeah, I I could get behind this for sure. Uh, Dennis Villeneuve. 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 What? However, you say that really uh, Latin-sounding name, whether it's French, Italian, or Spanish, 
I have no idea. Um, but this, he's the dude who did Arrival, and ha. Huh. You 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 didn't like the you know the story to it. Okay, so here we didn't actually ever talk about this on this podcast. So let's take a moment. Talk about Arrival. Real talk quick. about the travesty of Arrival. I will I will preface it with this. I thought ninety percent of that movie was a plus. Yeah. Until the last ten minutes of that movie. And this is the real big point of contention between me and other people when I talk about this because that twist, if you haven't seen Arrival, it's been out for like a couple of months now, get on get on the horse and, and ride, dude. I'm spoiling the, the movie for you. If you haven't seen it... Jump out now. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Just dive out. But she, Amy Adams, the main character, uh, she's communicating with these aliens. I think that's pretty pretty apparent even just from the trailers. Yeah. I and mean, if you saw it... Um, but they like are able to like look through her memories and it's like a time shift thing. And what they're able to do is able to think with time. Um, like that's how they perceive like everything is like through like time. It's not linear. It's constantly happening. Yeah. And it was actually almost like kind of a very interstellar concept. Yeah, about, for like, sure. You know, like time to them is like, you know, like a location. They can move in and out of this dimension of time very easily. And um, that's actually how their language works, too. Um, that the more you learn their language, you actually become to have this ability to shift time. Like it warps your your way of thinking. Yeah, and you're actually able to travel back and forth through time um, in your in your present body, kind of like how Logan did with. Um, with oh, with Days of Future Days Past. Days of Future Past. And it's I don't know if you read the book like Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah, it's very much that. Exactly. So that's a very Kurt Vonnegut kind of for sure. weird thing going on, yeah. right? Um, so throughout the whole entire movie, they're, they're setting this all up and like, she's this brilliant scientist. And I'm like, dude, this is really freaking good. We're enjoying it the entire time. And at the end, when they start sending her back and forth through time, you get these flashes of this daughter. Right. And you're assuming this was like a, like a, you know, something that happened in her past. Well, you think it's happening in her past, but then when they start getting the end of the movie, you find out that she has not had this daughter yet. She has this daughter with uh, with Jeremy Renner. Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. Hawkeye just yeah. shows up. You got Lois Lane and Hawkeye hanging out, making babies, talking to aliens. You know, run-of-the-mill stuff in Hollywood <laughs> these days. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's strange because now you realize that, oh, they have this daughter, and she has this really weird illness, and she's going to die, right? And that, like, splits up their relationship. You know, you have this like thing of like, like there's motifs of like, why when's when's dad gonna come back? And it's like dad couldn't handle it. And later you learn that like the reason why he left is because she knew the whole time because she was interacting with this language, and then she told him, and he couldn't handle it, so he left. And this was like after she was even born too. Like he didn't even like yeah say it beforehand. This is like this is like as she's like got this illness, and he's like I she's like I knew this was gonna happen. Now here's the thing: it's not explicitly like spelled out. Right. It's yeah. told through these very kind of vague, you know, uh, flashes and you can you can put it together. I mean, it's not like it needs to be spelt out for sure, but it's it's not necessarily clear. Um, so at the very end of the movie, it she makes this decision that like, you know, even though I know that this daughter is going to die, like I can see that this is bringing me joy in the future. And what is the what is the reason for having this unless if I you know, can can save this aspect of joy later on in my life. Now, that sounds all fine, nice, and dandy, but, like, you're totally taking a character who, like, in a very feminist lens, 
is the story is not about her relationship. It's not about her kids. It's not about her ability to reproduce. You know, all these tropes that they force women into. Yeah. You have a very clean cut. This woman is a brilliant scientist. Because she's so brilliant, she's talking to aliens. If they would have just kept that freaking vein of that story. Make, I, that, make was, that the focus. That would have been A plus for me the entire time. Yeah. And that was the focus. It's the last 10 freaking minutes of the movie when they're like, oh, being a mother is just is what I should be aspired to. I should yeah. I should give up everything that I'm doing. And, you know, it was bad. And that's pretty much what happened, too. Like, it was... People, yeah. are, people were praising that. I was like, dude, come on. That's like the cheesiest yeah. trope for women in, in the book. And it's dealt out so often. And for them to do that in like a movie like that. It was cheap. It cheapened the yeah. whole entire experience. So there's my... Ugh. Your gripe. I'm sorry, Noah. No, it's okay. Like, I, I saw it too. I don't think it had as much of an effect on me as it did with you. Like, I totally... I totally get you. It was yeah. it was lame, but like I still thought it was like a pretty solid movie. It was, yeah. And it's, but like that that wasn't okay. Well, it's weird too. It's and it's strange how like one thing can just take you out of a movie completely. Yeah. You know, um, I showed Batman vs Superman to a buddy of mine, um, and through most of it, he's like, "Really, this this isn't that bad." Yeah. Good. I'm happy to hear that because he hates superhero movies, right? As soon as like the man bat scene of like you know that eight that nightmare that bat, like consumes him, he's like he's like I'm done. <laughs> He dropped out of the movie right then and nope. there. Stupid, but like I understand. I understand how like one thing can just ruin the movie for you, and that was that was that was your thing. It. Yeah, so that's okay. I don't know, Dennis. As long as you don't like, you know, make Batman like. Yeah. Oh, I just want to have kids now. That would be the worst. I just want to be a dad. I mean, yeah. Why can't I have a family too? Just a complete change in the character. My family's dead. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so who else do we have? Okay, uh, yeah, uh, we have Matt Ross, the guy who directed some movie called Captain Fantastic. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell that ne- is. Never heard that in my life. If you guys have seen Captain Fast- Fantastic, please like, tweet at us and let us know what the hell this movie is. Honestly. There's a there's a um, Elton John album called Captain Fantastic and the Something Something. Hmm. It's a really good album. I wonder if that's like inspired by that. Probably not. No? Nah. Probably not at all. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, and also, well, a little... Small time actor, uh, no, an actor, uh, small time director. You might have heard of him, George Miller. Bomb, blah, dude, that's great. I could totally see that. That'd be amazing. If you guys out there don't know who George Miller is, um, first off, I question why you're listening to this podcast because that takes away all your nerd credibility. George Miller is the mastermind be- behind Mad Max. Um, guy is such a fantastic visual storyteller for sure. Fantastic, fantastic action storyteller. Um, and really knows how to handle these really like fantastical elements that I think that the DC universe is trying to yeah. insert. He was uh, actually like attached, if I remember correctly, to like direct a Justice League movie back in the day. There was a, before um, there was any of this talk about you know like cinematic universes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, or even you know just um, take having Chris Nolan develop a Man of Steel movie. Right. This was actually this was like when Dark Knight like was going on. Yeah. This is like mid-2000s, right? They tapped George Miller to write and direct a Justice League movie, and Army Hammer was Batman. Um, trying to remember who else was attached to this project. It actually had some really cool names, and they like released like pictures of their costumes. It was all bomb. It was really, really cool. Um, and they were getting ready to shoot. They were getting ready to do principal photography, and the, they just pulled the plug on it. That's a shame. It's that would have been totally so cool. It's totally a shame, and it, was, it would have been the perfect time to do it that's the biggest problem with these movies that a lot of people have. And even 
me being a huge fan, I'm a critic of is that we're racing against the clock to get stuff done. Yeah. You never, you're never going to have a quality movie or a quality movie slate when you're rushing stuff, you know? So that would have, that would have been the ideal time. And then too, there was all that talk back then of getting Affleck to direct it. That was the script that they were trying to get him to direct. Really? Yeah. And he just said no, because he's like, I'm done with the superhero thing. You know, Daredevil was such a travesty for me. Which which is completely understandable. Uh, yeah. That was the mindset he was in. Ugh. You could get it. You know, and the, really the only reason why he took the Batman thing is because, I mean... He wanted to redeem himself. Yeah, and he loves Batman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who, who wouldn't, you know? Honestly. So... But th- that's like the list. That's the list we have going. That would be cool, man. Uh, but like the, the thing that has recently happened, though, that people are like taking notice is that uh, Matt Reeves, you know, director of War of the Planet of the Apes... Uh, he's followed Jeff Johns on Twitter, and Jeff Johns has followed him on Twitter. <laughs> no, and everyone thinks that that means that he's gonna direct the Batman. I don't know, man. He's like people just don't follow each other on Twitter for no reason these days. I'm thinking, yeah, that like, seems like a strategic networking opportunity. Like, cause w- what also has happened? Like, I think it happened with the Wonder Woman director or something. Mm-hmm. And also recently, this was like kind of a thing that people are speculating about is that Army Hammer and Jeff Johns followed each other, and everyone's thinking like, oh, is he gonna be? Green Lantern. So, like, there's a lot of this, like, Twitter stuff I could, happening. okay. Um, well, we know that Jon Stewart's going to be the, the Lantern. Yeah, that was the big thing, yeah. So, they're, they're kind of cuts that out. But if they do it, I mean. Well, uh, they said, uh, I don't know, were you here for, I think this was the one with, where me and Tom were recording, but uh, they said that it was going to be, like, a buddy cop thing with John and Hal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, guys, I was dead that week. No, no, I you're didn't okay. Listen. But, yeah, like, that was going to be the thing. So, like, if that is true, wow, like. That would be cool. That'd I could cool. see, I could see Army. I could see that too. I can also see him being Guy Gardner instead of Hal. That'd be cool. But it, so they say that they were confirming that it's gonna be Hal and John. Yeah, that was yeah that was the thing was like it's for sure gonna be like they said it was like uh, what's that '80s cop movie? Oh my gosh, Lethal uh, Weapon. Lethal, yeah, they said it was like Lethal Weapon in space. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. So if Army Hammer is Green Lantern or Guy Gardner, any Green Lantern, that would be cool. Wow. Um, so let's let's hope that this is this is all gonna work out. And Matt, if, dude, if it's Matt Reeves, you, you got my vote of confidence, one hundred percent. Let the Batfleck do his thing on screen. Yeah, he's still he's still he's still acting in it, and he's gonna actually be producing it still. And yeah. they're still using his script. But uh, this is like kind of like a recent thing. Chris Terrio, the guy who wrote uh, Justice League, Batman versus Superman, he's coming on to do some rewrites for it. So like he's gonna polish whatever Affleck had going on. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because Terrio is such a good writer. And, um, you know, with all the, some of the, the, maybe some of the story problems that Batman vs. Superman had, I wonder how bad of a POS that script actually was before he grabbed it. Oh, yeah, because it was Ayer and uh, some other guy. It was David Ayer and some other guy. It, and then they, it, was, it was Goyer. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, what did I say David Ayer? Uh, what did I say? Goya, yeah, Goya, I was... Goya, I was thinking of Goyer, yeah, but like it was Goyer and like some other dude, and they're like, "Yeah, uh, Chris Terrio, you want to rewrite this entire thing? We're gonna be good with this. We, yeah, uh, we have some work ahead of us. Yeah, it's it's weird too because uh, if only if only he would just written the whole script too. So yeah, maybe this is good. You know, maybe he trusts the guy. Yeah, we'll see. So what else we got on this list? What else has happened in the news front? Uh, do you want to stick with DC stuff or do you want to hammer on over to the Samurai Jack thing? Let's take a break from the DC. Well, we typically like to theme things together, but guys, we have so much to work with here, and I gotta tell you, I'm really excited about Samurai Jack. Now, we had mentioned this in the on the show before, 
when we were talking about cartoons and anime and that you had never seen Samurai Jack before. Yeah. And Jordan was the one who was really nerding out about it. And so was I, too, because, I mean, I grew up on the stuff. Um, they just released a new trailer for the new show that they're going to have on Toonami. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about this trailer, if you guys haven't seen it, go watch it. It's really cool. I'm not going to describe the trailer in detail, but I will say this. There's a lot of blood. Yeah. There's a lot of violence. Um, it's dark. Yeah. Uh, this is clearly like a, a revisionist kind of history of Samurai Jack. It's like super adult. Samurai Jack was not like this when it was out on air. It had some heavy themes. But nothing like this? Not, dude, no. It didn't have violence like that. It was cartoon violence. That that was like I'm watching like Akira. Okay. Like I'm watching, yeah. you know, like I'm watching Akira, but in this animation style. Okay. That was heavy. And I didn't expect it too because when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I watched it and was just like, holy, holy, yeah. holy crap, are you kidding me? So it's very clear that they're going very adult. Um, it's going to be on Toonami, so it's probably going to be on Late Night, which is even cooler because they're going to be able to do a lot of cool things. And I think that the reason why that they're doing this is because it's quite simply – all the fans are almost 30 years old. Yeah, everyone's, you know, old enough to watch this now. Yeah, yeah man. This, like, level of, like, graphic violence and, like, seriousness. True, and, and other than that, too, it's just, like, you know, you have these fans who grew up on this. Yeah. Who have, you know, a, obviously a much different mentality, as you kind of mentioned. Yeah. You know, they're really getting to relive their nostalgia in a really kind of, like, forward-thinking way. You know, it's like, how else, how much, how else better to do this, right? Is that like now that I like I want something dark and gritty, something from my childhood that I love so much is like pushed into like, all right, we're just gonna go full bore into this. And that is Samurai Jack. And I don't know if they're gonna call it Jack's back or anything like that. Well, didn't they like drop like the line or something? That, like, that's like the tagline. Yeah. It's like Jack's back. So That's so cool. So as as someone who has not watched Samurai Jack, when you saw that, what did you think? It made me immediately want to go and like watch the show because like it looks so cool and yeah. like so badass, honestly. And you're not going to be able to. That's you got. You got to watch the show now. Because, yeah, because like, like none of that's going to mean anything. To no, you. Uh, like at all. So like it's like what is going on? Why is there this much like this high of stakes going on? Yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, question, Noah. Okay. Did you see Split yet? I have not. Oh God, I need. I really want to. Okay, fans out there. If you've seen Split, <laughs> you know why I'm so excited right now. I'm not gonna say anything because I don't want to. I don't want to spoil our young young uh, co-host ears here. But Noah, you gotta see it this weekend. Okay. I will take you to see it this weekend. I would go. I'll, I will pay go. for your freaking ticket. <laughs> um, because your mind's gonna be blown. My question for you is this: Have you seen many of M Night Shyamalan's earlier movies? Uh. Not a, not a ton. I've seen like the village, like you know, like uh, shoot, what's the alien one? Uh, signs, signs, and cool. like the last Airbender. Cool. That's about it. So you never saw Sixth Sense. No. And you never saw Unbreakable. No. I suggest that you watch those two movies. Okay. Just 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 to get yourself. And actually, it's very signs like. Okay. If you like signs. Oh, I love signs. You'll love this movie. Sweet. But suggested watching Sixth Sense and Unbreakable because those are his first two movies. Okay. Um, Does it have like similar vibes or something? This is like this is like in the vein of that. Okay. Like signs cool. signs was starting to take a little bit more liberty. Yeah. Um, and just because of the nature of that story. Okay. Um, and I love signs. I think signs is great. I don't like most Mel Gibson movies, but that is like a like a high point for me for Mel Gibson. 
But I need you to see this movie because we need to talk about it on here. <laughs> okay. It's like imperative. You seem really excited about yeah, this. Yeah, and once you once you've seen it, you'll understand why I want to talk about it on this podcast okay. specifically. All right. So I'm gonna watch I'm it. I'm holding you to that. I will. Ladies and gentlemen, if Noah has not seen this by next week, I want you to just rage on his social media. <laughs> find him, find him on Twitter and do not let up. That is a call. <laughs> All right, so we're moving on. Um, the reason why I brought up Split is just because, you know, there's an element of of that movie um, that it's like 15 years in the making. Yeah. And that's as far as I'm going to go with that. Okay. That being said, um, when you see it and you realize the, the meaning of it, you're like, I'm glad that they waited this long because it gave brevity and depth to what they're what they were doing with the movie. Okay. Um that same thing and people out there they're they're they know what I'm talking about right now. They know totally what I'm talking about. So I'm like talking over you. I yeah, I'm so, just like, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry. No, man. you're okay. Um <laughs> the same thing I feel with with Samurai Jack is that like, you know, you've had all those those instances that happened in, in Samurai Jack. Um, you know, he's like out and he's lost. It never really ended on like a like a really like a happy note, or happy anything? or great note, you know, because he's traveling back and forth in time and things like that, and uh, it's like now with all this time passed, like you can really delve into like where he's been, what that's done to his psyche, okay, you know, having been not finding his family, not all that stuff, and being trapped in time. Um, I really feel like that's gonna be like a central part of that show, and like God, God bless him for like waiting this long to do it. Had they done it sooner, I don't think it would have been as cool. Or impactful. Not nearly as impactful. And I don't think they would have had the liberty to be like, all our fans are like 25 to 30 years old. Like, we can make this like a really violent show and it will be totally cool. And Toonami is just kicking on all cylinders right now. Dragon Ball Super is out. I've like, seen that you're, you're watching that. Are you liking dude, that? Dude, okay. So I'm not even, <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm not even watching like the, the dubbed versions. Yeah. Like, I'm not even waiting. I straight up went out and bought a Funimation subscription okay. so I can watch the Japanese subs for like English sub, you know, versions. And dude, it's great. Like I don't even want to watch like the dub versions anymore because like this, like watching it in Japanese and just like the original script is just so freaking cool. Um, as a huge Dragon Ball Z fan, having them do this now and just like feeding my childhood nostalgia while also doing something really cool with it. Super awesome. So, dude, Toonami is back in full force. Between that and Samurai Jack, their numbers are just going to fly through the roof. For sure. <sighs> Honestly. Wow. I'm, like, I'm going to crawl under my desk <laughs> and cry. So much emotion right there. So, so the glass cage. Glass cage of emotion. Something that I'm not very cool with. A little wary of. Yeah. Maybe not as, uh, as, as interested as a carryover. Got X-Men Supernova. Yeah, that's what's 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 up with this? That thing? might be a thing. Uh, that's a thing. So X Men Supernova is the currently rumored title for the next like X Men movie. Uh, I mean this this has been rumored for like months. I remember hearing like you know small things about it, but nothing major. But now like a lot of like you know news websites are starting to cover it. Apparently like this is gonna be a thing, and it might start production as soon as uh, June this summer. And, and so just, just to, to backtrack a little bit, so there was some weird discrepancy that they were going to actually reboot the entire X-Men line. Is it looking like they're just carrying the line through? That's what it's looking like, because we were talking about that in, like, you know, previous episodes about, like, what, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to do with the franchise. Now, you know, from what this is saying, 
uh, they're going to just keep on trucking with it. And uh, the rumor is is that this this X Men Supernova movie is going to be like you know heavily ingrained with like the the Dark Phoenix saga storyline, which is really cool. Um, and despite some of like my obvious criticisms of of Apocalypse, um, just that it was just it was so shoddily done. Mm-hmm. I'm so sick of of Eric as being like the emotional linchpin of all of this. Yeah, you know you had such a great villain with Oscar Isaac. And they weren't able to flesh out Apocalypse, like, at all. He was so one-note, and he was just, like, kind of there to be there. Um, taking, like, one of the greatest X-Men villains ever. And just bringing him down. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, and it felt felt like it's starting to lose its steam, which is really unfortunate because getting Brian Singer back on board was, like, a huge, like... It was a big deal. It was a big deal. Like, the the ability to do things that you, you wanted to do with that original X-Men franchise but now can do, that opened up a lot of cool doors. For them to kind of shut the door on their face with that is was unfortunate. So I hope that they don't do that. Me again. too. Yeah. Hope the story is good enough. But I mean, how can you really mess up the Dark Phoenix saga? Well, <laughs> well, allow me. They've done it before. Allow me to to remind you guys of X Men Three. Yeah. That was freaking awful. That was the thing that happened. That was a bad thing that happened that we don't want to repeat or remember. So here's here's to hoping, man. Here's to hoping that they, they don't mess up. But it's in the 90s. That's cool. Yeah, that's what they're saying. It's going to be in the 90s. Uh, like, you know, kind of like how they did the time jump before. It's mm-hmm. going to be like 10 years later again. Cool. Yeah. So like lots of like 90s music and fashion or whatever, you know, they're yeah. going to bring all that in. Well, and it's interesting, too, because like um, and you got some maybe hints of it that um, especially with um, the girl who played. Was it, was it Jubilee was in that movie, right? Yeah, but yeah. like she was, was like, like there for a second, right? Hot second, yeah. But like they had her costume down pretty hardcore. Yeah. The rest of them maybe it's not so much. Um but my yeah. hope is is that they can get like the nineties cartoon yeah, be, costumes. That would be really cool, honestly. Super sick. Because there was sort of that at the end of the movie. It wasn't enough. But like, yeah, for sure. It wasn't no. nearly enough. Um, if they go all out with the nineties X Men cartoon stuff. It could be amazing, they honestly. They should, though. Why, why, why would they not? There would be no reason not to, because everyone who watched that show as a kid are now, like, adults, and yeah. they, that's what they want. That's what everybody wants. Yeah. Agreed. So. Uh, and then, I got to tell you, though, there's one aspect of this that seems really weird, and you pointed it out. Supernova, right? Does that mean, uh, you know, Gene freaking out? Or does that mean that they're actually going into space? That That's, like, the big thing. Like, people are, like, wondering, like, because, you know, Phoenix Saga is one thing, but it's Supernova. It's Phoenix, Phoenix Saga in space. Yeah, like, that's, that's like, what people are thinking. Because, like, what, what, why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. You guys can't see us right now. I'm honestly, like, live. yeah. But we've got grimaces. We've just got this, like, ugh. That's the big theory that, like, people are saying, like, with the Supernova thing. Like, are they going to go crazy with it and take the X-Men into space? Like, is the X-Jet going to be a spaceship or something? Are they going to try to, like, mimic Guardians of the Galaxy to get that, you know, cash? You know, because, like... That the, space cash? That space cash? Because, like, Guardians... that space money, son. It was, like, all out there and stuff. It was his own thing. It was in space. It was a space opera. Are they going to try to mimic that to... To get money, like I certainly hope not. That's I a hope bad not. idea. That's a dumb idea. Because X Men is not Guardians of the Galaxy. No, Fox needs to chill out. Yeah, honestly, they gotta start paying attention to what's going on with like Deadpool and Logan. How it's like you know these very like character focused you know stories. Stick with that. You know, don't do Guardians. Yeah, I mean you know Guardians is is great, but it's like you know 
don't do that. Like it's that's not X Men, you know? No, absolutely. You can't. Uh, and I know it's really weird too. I noticed this the other day. Um, there are so many sci fi movies out now. Yeah. But like, but not compelling it. All no. Um. You I mean, had, like, Arrival was, like, the closest thing. Arrival was pretty close and, and okay, but obviously the gripes that I had. Yeah. Um, you had that movie with uh, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence in space. Oh, Passengers? And I heard that was such, like, a rapey movie, too. Yeah, like, I didn't even want to, like, watch that at all. Uh, nope. So, like, you've got that, like, them doing rom- romance movies in space, which is, like, whatever. I'm not, like, talking crap about the romance genre at all. Yeah. There's a lot of romance movies that I totally like. I'm a total sap, guys. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, dude, like now there's some, uh, Gary Oldman movie about the first child born on Mars. Oh yeah. I know you're talking which about, which seems cool enough, but then you just see it and it's like, it seems like, like a, like a teen, you know, I'm movie. done. Yeah. I'm over with dude. So yeah, they need to stop. They need to cease and desist on space. And I never thought those words would ever come out of my mouth. Yeah. Unless something great can come out of somewhere. Like just, just cut it out. I don't know, man. Alien covenant. Yeah. That. That trailer is spooky. That trailer spooky. was awesome. It was so good. You were going to swear that. I was going to swear, but like, I it was, was like. Gonna, I was going to drop an F-bomb. Yeah, it was. It looks amazing. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, man. Ridley Scott. He, and then we got Blade Runner coming out. So sci-fi, I mean, that's not in space. But, but like, know, you know. it was. It it's mean, a sci-fi movie. They came from the moon. Yeah. You know, the replicants, they, they got out of a space colony. There you go. It's sweet. Uh, but yeah, dude, I mean, you got these really two cool, like Ridley Scott properties that could be reborn. I know people are weird about Blade Runner coming out. Yeah, I can understand that, but I think it's going to be pretty dude, good. Dude, Gosling's awesome. He's great. He's, did you see, uh, La La Land? I didn't see La La Land. It was pretty solid. I was, I was a fan of it. Are you a fan of musicals? Uh. Like in general? Not as much as other people, but like I have appreciation, have an appreciation for him and I was, I have still been like just jamming. The soundtrack for that. It's so good. It's so good, Ben. Uh, it's yeah, that, so that's, beautiful. That's yet to be seen. Everybody's raving about it. It's pretty good. But I've also heard some harsh criticisms about it that it's just like, like if this if this is going to be the revival of musicals, it's like it's already setting a low bar. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, musicals are not fun for me. Um, but no, I, I mean, I like Emma Stone. Yeah. I like Ryan Gosling. Who doesn't? Yeah, it's, it's a thing. So, yeah, um, Space, Final Frontier, musicals, maybe the end of the frontier. We'll never know, but I do know one thing. I do know one thing, that we might have a cast announcement Yeah. for Black Manta. Yeah, no, this is like for realsies. That's super cool, man. Yeah, uh, Black Manta for the Aquaman movie has been officially cast. Cool. Uh uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen from the Netflix miniseries The Get Down. Yeah, he's been officially cast as uh, Black Manta. That's pretty cool. Did you watch The Get Down? Yeah, I thought it was great. Cool. I haven't watched it yet. But it's I, pretty good. I really want to get into it. Um, I've I've heard different things like between like people comparing that and dope and you know whatever. Uh, you want to tell the history of hip hop? Tell the history of hip hop. It's cool. But, no, that's really sweet because, like, I don't know, the two properties that I really want to see just roll out, I'm not, I'm honestly not interested in seeing the Ezra, Ezra Miller Flash movie. I mean, it's not happening at this point. Yeah, as far as, as far as we know. Yeah, like, like, that's dead in the water, which sucks, whole but. The universe is falling apart. Yeah. This is, like, worse than Infinite Crisis. Um, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. Like, Aquaman and Wonder Woman were the two things that, like, I want to see this before everything goes to crap. So. I think they're going to be all right. I have faith. I think it's going to be okay. I do, too. 
Um, but that's that's sweet, man. That means the ball's rolling. Yeah, they got like Ocean Master and Black Manta in the same movie, dude. I think this is gonna be good, dude. Aquaman's gonna be great. Yeah. So there's there's some news for you guys. We got other stuff we can talk about. Um, let's just get one thing out of the way. John Cleese involved with the DCEU. What the heck is going on here? Uh, yeah, that was like kind of like a minor thing. So like John Cleese was like posting some pictures of himself on Twitter when he was going to some place to be interviewed. And in the background, there was a like a huge stack of like Batman comic books. And this was like kind of like around the same time where all the you know, the Batman stuff was happening in terms of news. So everyone's like, is John Cleese going to be in the Batman or in Justice League or something? I don't know. It was like a little thing. What could a guy like that even play, though? Yeah, honestly. Who would be a good character? I mean, you can't. Alfred's already spoken for. Like someone said that, like, he could be like, uh, like Deathstroke has like some like butler type figure. (laughs) Butler versus Butler. Yeah, like, I can't remember what the guy's name is, but he's, like, an assistant or something in his, like, you know, assassin stuff and his mercenary stuff. And people are thinking he could be him, maybe? Uh, that's kind of cool. I wouldn't mind it, but, like, that's kind I of guess we'll see. Inspired yeah. Though, you think? Yeah. I'm not sure. I guess we'll see. Maybe he could play, uh, what's, what's the mayor's name in Gotham? Like, th- he was, like, in the Arkham games, and he was always, like, like, the funny guy, but, like, he was annoying and evil and oh, kind of corrupt. um... You know what I'm the, talking the about? War- he was the warden before. He was the warden and then became the mayor. God, yeah. Yeah, I know what his you know name what I'm talking is. About? His name is escaping me, though. He could be that. Yeah, I guess. I think uh, it would be cool to have him, like, as a cameo or something. Not necessarily, like, you know, full-blown role, but just, like, kind of, like, a fun thing. Just let him be Calendar Man. Sca- yeah, exactly. Just let him be Calendar Man <laughs> That'd be and funny. get it over with. Just do Long Halloween. I mean, they already did Long Halloween with, with Dark Knight, kind of. But Sort of. <sighs> you know, it's just... it's. No, I gotta tell you, man. I'm a I'm a big believer. Yeah. I'm a keeper of the faith. I try to stay optimistic. <laughs> but as as we've gone through this episode, and as I've contemplated the nature of the existence of the DC universe, I don't think it's gonna happen, man. No. I think I'm starting to lose the faith. I think it's gonna be okay. I'm I, one of I'm one of the biggest like banner waivers yeah. for that for that movie slate. I'm telling you, man, I'm a little I'm a little You're tired. worried. I'm yeah. Li- I'm a little beleaguered. Yeah. Guys, if you think that this movie thing is going to not work out for DC, despite everything else you said before, I'm talking about right now, with all this information in front of us, email us, tweet at us, tell us, what do you think? What's your stance? Is everything going to be cool? Or are we going to all die? I think this is worth discussing. You know, I think it is, too. We're going to get a poll out. We're going to get a poll out. Is the DC universe going to survive? See that on our Twitter page, ASAP. It's fantastic. No, do we have anything else to talk about? Uh, do we got do we got anything else we can? I mean, we have a lot share? of stuff, but we I think we're pretty solid, guys. We apologize for not being as consistent as we possibly can be. The cold, the flu has weakened our souls, but it has not weakened our nerdy procl- our nerdy proclivities. Well, wow, that was an was, awesome speech. Yeah, until I messed that up. No, it was okay. <laughs> Malachi's rolling his eyes somewhere. But no, man, we're going to be back. We're going to be consistent episodes. Stay with us. We love you guys. CMU. We got the Geek of the Week thing going. Yeah, next week we're going to have a guest and we're going to be talking about uh, Star Wars, everything yes. Star Wars, because yes. we, we haven't even touched on no. the Star Wars stuff that got announced. So There's that's going to be a whole thing. Tons of it. We're going to eulogize Carrie Fisher. We're going to talk about it all. So guys, as always, follow us on Twitter. 
Like us on Facebook. Listen to us on the iTunes podcast channel. It's CM Life Podcast. You can also download us on SoundCloud. Cloud and and wow, today's bad. You're okay. Ugh, you can download us on SoundCloud and stream us on SoundCloud too. But also, you can listen to us on the website, which is cm-life.com. We also have an Instagram. You can we follow us on there. Do have an Instagram now? So please, always, guys, thank you for listening. Make sure you listen to us next week. Same bad time. Same bad. Night. Guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus.